0: Well, I tried to get her up. I tried to get her up here. <laughs> hey, a couple quick announcements. Um, if y'all would take, mind taking a, a moment or two, sometime during the service, you'll see uh, in those little pockets in front of you, these connect cards. Take a moment or two and fill them out. And, and after service, just uh, fold them up and there's a, uh, boxes on either side of that doorway there uh, for offerings and for these Connect Cards, just drop them in there. You know, the Connect Cards is not just uh, name, rank, and serial number. If you want to put all of it in there, you're fine and welcome to. We invite you to. But do take time on and fill out the back. Uh, We have, as a staff, and we have a group of folks who gather to pray for you guys. And so, you know, if you'd like prayer for something, please note it on there. Or maybe some great things have been going on in life. Uh, You know, I watch the news, and they don't really have good news on there much anymore. So if we can praise God alongside of you for some things that are happening in life, we'd love to do that. So please take a few moments, fill that out and drop that off in the back. Um, You may have thought, oh gosh, he forgot to light those candles today. No, don't worry. Our kids are gonna be doing a little presentation later on and they're gonna be doing the candle lighting. So I didn't forget that part, uh, at least yet. Uh, So one of those things. you know, we also customarily, just so you know, between Christmas and New Year's, we shut down the office. If you do need something, please call, we, we get emails and we get, uh, what happens is your voicemail gets turned into an email and gets sent out, so we do get it. So if you do need something, call, but I just want you to know the office is usually closed. You know. Uh, Christmas time, there's a lot of those Christmas movies that are out and about. And each year there's new ones, but at, at my house we like to watch some of the old ones. One of my, fa- my wife's favorite is, uh, is It's a Wonderful Life. But also, there's another one that she really likes, and we have a whole bunch of versions of them. It's called A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens. Well, we, I found a short video. What if, what if in that thing, Ebenezer Scrooge, what if he was a Christian when the visit first happened?
1: Jonah, you old scallywag, just go to Nineveh already. Go on, shoot! Sure! Yeah, Wiley, yeah. yeah. my old friend! <laughs> You've been expired for seven years! So why do I owe this pleasure? Mm-hmm. Pleasure? Um. I, uh, come, I come, I come, uh, bringing grievous news, Ebenezer. Grievous news, alas! Huh. The only news worth an ear is that it's Christmas <laughs> and that Christ has come to us. Huh? Marley, my old friend, are you quite all right? Well, I'm, I'm dead. So, no, I'm not all right. <laughs> and I am also bound by these chains, forged in life by selfish deeds. Human welfare, not money, should have been my business, Ebenezer. Yes, yes, the good book does say that it is better for a poor man to walk in his integrity than for a rich man to be crooked in all his ways. That would have been nice to know. Um, <clears throat> this night, when the clock strikes one, You shall be visited by the ghost of Christmas past. Ah, humbug! My past is gone. The judgment that I so richly deserve is as dead as you, buried in Christ Jesus who ransomed my sin on the cross. My past will never haunt me again. Are you done? I'd like to mention John three sixteen. It's a great verse. Uh, I, I, am trying to deliver an iconic speech. Oh, I'm so so sorry. Yes, the speech is wonderful. Please continue with your presentation. It is beautiful. It's brilliant. Please go ahead. <laughs> 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 um, uh, not the first ghost. <laughs> ghost. Oh yeah! Oh, you, 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 you shall not shun the second ghost, for it is more frightening than the first. For the ghost of Christmas present. Present? Oh. God is present in my present. For the love of God? Sure, why not? Isn't it wonderful? He governs my steps, makes straight my path, and if I'm willing, he indicates where there is a need. And Marley, I can meet the need that very day. This whole haunting thing is much more difficult than they said it would be. Yes, those chains look tremendously heavy. They are... Listen, Scroogey, between you and me, can I interest you in a ghost of Christmas future? <laughs> let go and let, yeah. The good book does indicate that we should cast aside all our worries about the future because today has enough trouble of its own. And Molly, my friend, you look like you have lots of troubles. Well, it seems I've wasted your time. Clearly, the Lord has done my work for me. I would bid you adieu. One second. (mumbles) Landliness is next to godliness. (laughs) Right. (laughs) God bless us, everyone. I'll see myself out. Don't get up.
2: Mm. That worked just a minute ago.
0: Hey, it's Christmas Eve. It's a time of celebration. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to have fun. Let's start in prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for, your, for this season, this Christmas season, when we celebrate, when we celebrate the birth of, of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. So Father, we thank you for that. Thank you for this place to meet in, Oh the warmth is nice but the warmth of fellowship and friendship is even better so thank you father this day we we commit this service to you we commit ourselves to you and we ask you to fill us and this place with your presence amen
3: mike morning merry christmas will you please stand with us joy to the world. So oh. God, we thank you for that night. And we come before you this morning, this Christmas morning, with our lives where we are, just right where we are, God. doesn't matter what we came in here with, God, you are here. And I pray you just calm our hearts and just help us just to turn our eyes to you this morning, God, in the midst of everything. I just give this time to you right now. Just their heart Yeah From angels bending near the earth to touch their hearts of gold. Thank you, you maybe see that.
0: We gathered together to to sing God's praises. Mike, thank you for leading us in that. That was terrific. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 25. I'm sorry, I just can't see with that there. (laughs) Starting in verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Will you join me in prayer? Father God, thank you. Thank you that you sent Jesus here to be with us, to be part of us. You didn't stand off at a distance. You didn't say, uh, just figure this out on your own. No, you came here. You came here to be with us. So Father, thank you. This day, Father, I know there are many who are, well, hurting for a variety of reasons. Some from finances, some from physical ailments, some from just weariness of this world. Some with family, some, well, the list could go on for hours. Father, you said that if we come to you in prayer and lift them up, that you would hear. And so, Father, we lift each of those individuals up to you. We lift the ones that come to our mind even as we're praying. We lift them and ask for your hand to be upon them, to touch them, to heal them, to meet them in their need. Father, Christmas time can also, along with celebration and joy, well, it can bring back memories. Memories not of us that put a smile on our face, but rather a tear in our eye as we think about loved ones who are no longer with us. Father, I pray for those folks that your peace would be with them that many memories would flood their minds, even at these days. And that, while they may shed a tear, realize that tears are the sign of a kind heart. So, Father, we pray for those as well. For our country, Father, there's a lot going on in our world. And we just pray for your peace to be upon it. We pray for cool heads. We pray for warm hearts. And we pray for, well, the salvation of many. Father... This day, we lift all these things to you, and all the things that are burdening us as individuals, we lift them to you and ask for your hand to rest upon us this day and every day. Amen. You know, our kids have been working hard, and, and I think they're just about ready. I see them out there. Are, are you ready? You. Are you ready? You're, you're ready. Okay. we'll be uh, reading the Christmas story for.
4: the birth of Jesus Christ. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world and even went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks. At night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go and to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. Which Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you: you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a an manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men." That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.
5: came to see the baby stood by his mother's side here lay the savior inside a an manger oh what a glorious night Wonder they couldn't hide it.
0: Oh, you can't leave yet. There they go. That's good enough. Good. We just one more round for these guys. Great job. Thank you all. Usually people fall asleep during my message, not before, so that was unusual. Oh, man. Yeah, see, they're getting birthday cake and cupcakes. That's why that one added to that crowd. <laughs> okay. You know, I, 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 I know we live in, in, in farm country. And a good many of you probably have planted a vegetable garden from time to time. Uh, I've planted tomatoes with varying degrees of success. Uh, squash one year, yeah, we ain't doing that again. I can buy it for cheaper than all the fertilizer I put on it. But for me, I plant flowers. I, I enjoy flowers a lot. And whichever you plant, whether it be a garden or a vegetable garden or, or flowers or whatever else, um, you probably start them as seeds planted in the spring. Um, you know, some start them in the house, and I get that, the seedlings, right? And you go and you drop them in the garden and, and you plant them there. Either way, they end up planted. And then what do you got to do? Well, then you have to water them. You know, and and keep weeding them. Maybe you do the weed and feed thing around them, or, or maybe just fertilizer, whatever it is. In a few months, you watch, and they've substantially grown. They've gotten bigger. Flowers start to bloom, and the fragrance and the colors let you know everything's going well for them. Your toil was not in vain. If you plant a vegetable garden, well, in a couple months, you know, in late August, September, depending upon what you planted, comes that harvest time. Harvesting happens. All these happens within a very few short months. And while I'm not saying that's not a significant time, it pales when you think about planting a tree. Uh, A couple years ago, my in-laws were moving, and my mother-in-law had these catalpa trees, and she had some real little sprigs in the the garden. I pulled some of them out, and I planted them at the house. A catalpa tree will grow up to 70 feet is the average height. It takes about 50 years to get that tall. I won't see them full-grown. Five to seven years, they'll start to blossom. They get a a seed that looks like a long green bean. (laughs) They're kind of cool. They grow pretty rapidly. In five, seven years, it should be 15 feet tall or so. And, like I said, have that flower. But I'll never see the completed tree. In the waiting, and with these plants and trees, Do you simply just take a handful of seeds, toss them outside, and then, good luck to you? No, you go out and you till the soil before you you spread the seed in. If you're planting a tree, maybe you you dig up a clump and get rid of all the rocks, and up where I live, a lot of the clay that's in the soil, and, and put a lot of better soil in there. Maybe add a little fertilizer. Either way, the plant starts to grow. And when it starts to grow, do you just leave it there? No, now you go out and check on it from time to time. Even a tree, right? We go back and we trim back the weeds. If you're planting a garden, you got to go out there almost every day and hoe out the weeds, pull them out. You check to see if any bugs have gotten on them. You water them. Maybe you put a fence around them to keep the critters out, or, or like with tomato plants, you put a cage around them to support those limbs. If it's a tree, you stake it so it goes good and straight. We spray them for slugs, we prune them, we cover them to keep the frost at bay, and they grow and they mature. There's a lot to do in the waiting. Whether we wait a couple months or a couple decades, there's a lot to do. Advent is also a season of waiting. Well, at this time in the Advent story, the waiting is just about over for Mary and Joseph as they make their way to Bethlehem. Mary, Mary had been given a promise by the angel Gabriel. Now, angel, he approached Mary, the angel did, and declared that she would carry the Son of God. It's told in Luke chapter 1. It says, "'Don't be afraid, Mary,' uh, the angel speaking, "'don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. This young lady, she's engaged to a man named Joseph. They're just starting out in life. Has been identified by God to be the mother of the promised one. One promised hundreds of years earlier in Isaiah and Daniel, they promised that. That's five to seven hundred years earlier. The one to set them free was going to be born. And you, Mary, you're going to be the mom. What a thrill that must have been. Not only for her personally, but for all of Israel. The kids just a bit ago told of the joy the shepherds had, right? And if you look close, you could see it on their faces as well. (laughs) The joy, the fun they were having. And you could hear it in their voices as they sang. That was the same thrill Mary had. And you know what? The same thrill we still share in. And after finding out the pronouncement by the angel telling her she was going to be a mom, the one who would fulfill the promise to Israel and the world, Mary goes off to visit her cousin, aunt Elizabeth. Now, you may remember what the, uh, the angel said also, that Elizabeth, hey, your aunt, your, your cousin there, Elizabeth, she's also pregnant. And so she goes to visit. Luke continues his story. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She knew that she was pregnant. She thought that, oh, only she knew. But here she goes and she speaks to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says all this. Elizabeth didn't know any of this stuff. But it was given to her, and she started to hear. And the baby leaps inside her, and she knows now what's coming. So Mary, Mary's reply to all of this, I think captures the heart of all those faithful ones of Israel that have been waiting all those years. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts and has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised Our ancestors. She's speaking of a lot of things there, right? There's one line in there mostly about thankful for what she's going through. But the rest of it is all about the promises that are being fulfilled. How God has been dealing and dealt with Israel and has been by their side. Sorry. The waiting is just about over for the world. But for her, Mary, things have just begun. Mary was engaged to this guy named Joseph. Matthew records this. This is how the birth of Jesus as a Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Being pregnant while in the betrothal period would have been bad enough for Mary. But when Joseph says, whoa, 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 wait a minute, she's what? He came to a logical conclusion. She must've committed adultery. Well, Mary was looking not only at humiliation, possible expulsion from her family, but in some stricter areas of Israel, possibly stoning, you remember, there's that story in the gospel accounts where Jesus is talking and, and some holy guys bring up this woman. Hey, we caught this woman in adultery. Funny how they didn't catch the guy. Anyways, they bring her in. They say, Rabbi, you know what the law is. Stone her. Guys start picking up rocks. What did Jesus do? He kneels down, he starts drawing in the dirt. We don't know exactly what he wrote. There's some theories on it, but we, all we know is that. And he says, who's ever without sin... You throw the first stone. That woman, that might have been Mary. And there was no Jesus to stand around to write in the dust. Well, anyways, Joseph was faithful to the law. But he also cared deeply for Mary. So maybe maybe I'll just send her out of town. She can go stay with Elizabeth. and And, and I'll quietly have this betrothal period, this marriage annulled. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Both Joseph and Mary must have been awestruck by this. <laughs> or maybe they were just simply shocked. They were being entrusted with this child. And not just any child, but the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the one that has been promised to Israel. Not much pressure there, is there? Mary, she was a teenager, a teenage mom who was carrying the Son of God how would you react if someone, let alone an angel, appeared to you and said something like that to you? She had to be nervous, anticipating of carrying a baby for the first time. I'm going to pick on you, too, sorry. You're here, so you got to be picked on. My son and his wife are here, Mark and Katie, and they just had a little one, Eli, Elijah. Sorry, Elijah. So it's a nervous time for a first-time mom doing that, carrying that little one. I remember when Paul, who is now very big, wasn't, but was being carried by my wife. There was nerves galore, not only on her part, but on mine as well. You're nervous, how am I going to provide as a dad, right? How am I going to provide? Is my wife going to be okay? She had toxemia when, when the kids were born, <laughs> even more so when the twins came about a little while later. You're worried for your spouse. You're worried. All these worries coming out. And then add to that, oh, yeah, and by the way, this is the Son of God. That had to be pressure galore on them. Even though this was an exciting time, they experienced loss, fear, and a lot of waiting on what God was doing through this family and for our world. While well, Mary and Joseph knew that God was in this, knew that God had a plan, knew that this child was to be the promised Messiah, that didn't mean they weren't nervous about things. In the movie, The Star, Mary and Joseph are on their way to Bethlehem. <laughs> and as any new, uh, newly married couple, they had an argument on the way. And of course the wagon breaks down, the car, It's not like anybody's first vacation. I know it was ours. The car started on fire. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ah, Anyways, in the movie, Mary says to Joseph, just because God has a plan doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And that scares me. Now, I realize that this line is from a movie and not to be found in any of the gospel accounts. But the sentiment is still a truthful one. Many times, God shows up throughout Scripture with directions, with with, with promises that I am with you, but it doesn't mean the road is going to be easy. Even though they were to be leaving Egypt, right? Even though there were those 10 plagues and everything else going on, they still had a long march ahead of them. They had an army at their back, Even though there was a guide in the wilderness, a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night, there was still wandering in the wilderness. There was still food that needed to be found, camping places that needed to be established. And then read about the judges or David or any of the prophets. When God spoke to them, their going wasn't always easy or smooth. In an interview about when it appears God isn't working, Bishop N.T. Wright says, in that period of waiting, it's like when you sow a seed in the ground in the fall, in the autumn, and you want to be impatient. You want to say, I planted the seed. I want something to grow straight away, please. But you have to wait through the winter. During the winter, it isn't that nothing is happening. It's that the seed is germinating out of sight, underground. It needs to be there. And in the spring, When the new shoots happen, it looks sudden to us, because we haven't seen anything going on until then. But actually, stuff has been going on underground. Again and again, God works underground in our lives, in our imaginations, in our personal circumstance, and in the wider world. And then suddenly, something new happens, a new project, a new movement in our lives, and we're astonished at it. God's been working all the time, out of sight and underground. With the tree, that tree I planted, that catalpa, even though it didn't spring up the first year, it's spreading its roots out, especially since it was uh, uh, bare root planted. It had to reestablish itself. The same thing with your gardens. You plant that seed. It doesn't immediately spring up. It sprouts, and the roots have to grow out. Mary experienced disgrace and struggle in carrying and raising Jesus. In Matthew's account, we read that after the Magi visit, Joseph takes Mary and the baby and hightails it out of Dodge and heads down to Egypt. Well, Why? Well, you see, Herod, the king of the area, had his soldiers out looking for them. Not to congratulate them, not to leave a present like the the Magi, but rather to execute the child, a helpless little child. I'd call that a struggle. But God gave strength to this family, and the blessings he spoke to Mary and to Elizabeth, they were hers, as well as ours. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. We are waiting in a waiting period. But what are we waiting for? What are you waiting on? I don't mean a present under the tree, although they are nice. But what has God spoken to you about? Or maybe you're waiting to God to speak. Possibly you're waiting for a hurt to heal, a a memory to fade, a new direction, a new job, or just renewed hope. Our waiting can take on many forms for many different things. But what they all have in common is this. In our waiting, it can be scary too. It can be long. And when it finally does come, (laughs) it can be not what we expected at all. It can be a struggle, and it may not be easy. But be assured that in this waiting, God is at work. The catalpa tree didn't grow a lot last year, at least above ground. Underneath, roots are developing, growing deeper, to anchor the tree in the windstorm, to suck up uh, nutrients and water, to give life. The roots need to be established first. In your waiting, it may not be easy. It probably won't be. But then again, anything worthwhile isn't easy, is it? God doesn't promise easy. What he promises is to be by our side, to be with you as you travel through this life, as you travel through the waiting. You know what? The more I think about it, there is one thing that God promises that is easy, and that is for people to be part of his family. That is easy. It just takes a yes. It just takes an ask. It takes an acceptance on our part. This Christmas, as we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, maybe it's time for you to be part of his family. Like I said, it's easy. There's no special words to say, just a heart that is willing, a heart that asks Emmanuel to be with you personally forever. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you that this waiting that we go through in life, it may not be easy, I know it says, sounds funny to say that, main, thank you for the not easy. But Father, in the not easy, we get to see your hand with us and by our side. We have to struggle a little. We have to grow a little. Like those seeds and those trees. We need to spread our roots out deep in you. So Father, thank you for this time of waiting. Father, from... Some of my friends, this may be a a time for them to either accept for a first time or be renewed in a relationship with you. The one thing you made very easy is saying yes to you. So, Father, I pray for them. And if that be anyone here, let me just pray this with you. Father God, come into my life. I say yes to you and to your son. It's just that easy. So, Father, thank you. And as we all wait on various things in life, whether it be a a job or a a hurt to be healed, health to be restored, whatever it is, Father, I just pray for them. I pray for you to be near us, for you to walk with us, like you did with Mary and Joseph in the waiting.
3: Amen. Mike, you stand with us? herald just sing glory to the newborn king peace on earth and mercy my God and sinners reconcile joyful all ye nations rise join the triumph of the sky with angelic Host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hail the head born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness. All he brings, risen with healing, in his wings. While he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth, clock like the head. Glory to the newborn King King of heaven, come down King of heaven, come now Let your glory reign Shining like the day King of heaven, come King of heaven, rise up Who could stand again you are strong to save in your mighty name, King of heaven come. Christ by highest heaven adore, Christ the everlasting Lord. Behold Him come, offspring. Of earth, born to give them second birth. Mark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King, the new born King. King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come. stand against us you are strong to save in your mighty name, King of heaven come, King of heaven, come now, King of heaven come now. Let your glory reign, shining like today, King of heaven come, King of heaven rise stand against us you are strong to save in your mighty name the king of heaven of heaven come now let your glory reign, shining like the day
0: king of heaven come. thank you usually i uh, benediction time i usually grab a piece of scripture that is spoken from the message but today i grabbed something from c.s lewis think of yourselves just as a seed Patiently wintering in the earth, waiting to come up a flower in the gardener's good time, up into the real world, the real waking. We have another service this evening at six thirty, a candlelighting service. But in case I don't see any, see you tonight. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.